The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its leaders and volunteers. Every week, founder of the community Big Hearts, Stu Starkey, will place the spotlight on leaders and volunteers, highlight key stories and statistics, and share insights to educate listeners and inspire everyone to have greater impact in their communities. Welcome to the community of Big Hearts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Community Big Hearts. You know, this week, we're going to mix it up a little bit, and we're actually going to be interviewing Stu and a very special member from his team over at Two Small Men with Big Hearts. Now, reminder, our goal of the podcast is to inspire businesses and people to have conversations around community. And who better to have on than our founder to chat about uh, his business and Cassie, uh, their community manager, uh, who do who does so much for the community and I'm so excited and looking forward to hearing more so let's jump into it and say hi to Stu first Stu how are we doing today very good Damien I gotta say that it is so fun not to be the host <laughs> and to be a guest because I can just answer however I want so uh take it away Damien this is fun for me I was able to host for my first time a few weeks ago and that was amazing with Tim Coldwell and now I have this privilege. And we also get to welcome in Cassie. Hello, Cassie, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great, thanks. Awesome, so I'm gonna jump right into it and I'm gonna ask Stu uh, a little bit more about uh, this season of the podcast, how it's been for you. And uh, I'd love to do a little bit more about your story. Yeah, um, one of my uh, now favorite questions actually is to talk about um, this passion, this purpose that we've got from our business now. About five years ago, sat down with my business partner and um, we had an annual meeting and we were trying to figure out what what really fuels us and, and what is our purpose of our business. And making money just wasn't enough to get through those tough days anymore. So what we realized was when we gave back, when we were helping others with our skills, with our experience, with our infrastructure, that's what got us going. That's what got us up in those mornings where we worked late and had tough days and we're excited to get up the next day to be able to um, contribute, have that sense of duty. And so we started doing uh, a little bit of that and uh, and it just snowballed. So it, it was exciting to look back to see the genesis of, of where this all came from and where we are today. Awesome. That's a really exciting to know a little bit more about your guys' history there. And I'd love to know a little bit further of how did you exactly turn two small and big arts into more of a focus on community? What was that uh, first program that you guys sort of got, that got going there? We had um, charities and, and individuals that called in with um, really compelling stories for story of need for our services. And so we would do it as a, an ad hoc basis. And um, sitting down with some of our team members and talking about what these requests were and um, how we can do more of this, we realized, hey, like, let's form some partnerships. So through that discussion, we created a program called um, Big Hearts Move of the Month. And it was so rewarding to have those organizations that are in need of our services and being able to deliver those in communities that have supported us uh, so much. So that's how it started. And, and we've grown our programs from there. 
Awesome. We're going to jump back to you a little bit later in the podcast, that's all right, because I really want to focus the attention more onto this special guest that we have, Cassie. Hey, Cassie, I'd love to know a little more about how you jumped in this opportunity with uh, Two Small Men and what your role is with uh, with uh, the Community Giving Program. Hi, Damien. I'm doing great. Um, a little bit more about my role is that I'm the person that coordinates our community engagement for the company. Um, so normally what I'll do is seek out new partners in the community who um, have organizations that are aligned with our values um, that we think will be a great fit for donated moving services um, or for our staff to work with. And I coordinate those donated services for them, um, keep in touch with whoever I'm speaking with from the community organization, as well as dispatcher, uh, dispatch manager for two small men to make sure that that move goes smoothly. And I'm sure that involves a lot of coordination um, with all the different programs you guys are you guys are doing two small men. So I'd love to know uh, what are those programs? Do you mention uh, the Big Hearts Move of the Month? Is there anything else that uh, our audience should know about? Yes, definitely. Um, so in addition to Big Hearts Move of the Month, um, we have our Staff Donated Time Program. And our Staff Donated Time Program is one that we're really excited about, but um, it's been on hiatus for a while now. Um, this is where our staff are encouraged to spend some time in their community. Um, and the goal was to make it as easy and accessible as possible to do that. Um, so we did that by offering a paid half day each quarter for staff to spend their time out in the community, um, being able to give back and get involved and engaged. Um, obviously with the pandemic, we had to suspend that program sort of indefinitely until it's really safe for everybody to get back to doing that. Um, but that that program is one that people responded really well to, had a great time, and, uh, and we're looking forward to bringing it back in the future. Um, the other major project that we have that's actually just started this week um, is Big Hearts Helping Hands. So Big Hearts Helping Hands is our holiday campaign. This is our second year running it. Um, last year was sort of the, the first pandemic holiday that we had. And uh, Stu and I had conversations around what we could do because we knew that a lot of people understandably were having a really hard time during those first months of the pandemic. And of course, a lot of people still are, but it was really a, a tough adjustment that first year. Um, Two Small Men was really fortunate to be able to continue working throughout the pandemic. Um, and we knew that we wanted to put some of that goodwill and energy back into our community. So Big Hearts Helping Hands, um, it's sort of like a more focused, bigger move of the month. Um, in the first year, we reached out to several organizations across a few of the cities that we work in and were able to coordinate um, somewhere over 15 moves um, that we donated when normally we would probably coordinate three to four donated moves a month on average. Um, 
So we were able to give back over $20,000 in services that first year. Our communities responded really well um, and the organizations were really excited. So the first year was fantastic. This year we have really been able to kick that program program up a notch. Um, so this year's goal for Big Hearts Helping Hands is to donate 101 moves into the nine cities where we're operating. Um, and as of today, we are looking at about 50 moves um, booked or have already happened. So we're about halfway to our goal already and we're just in the first week of Big Heart Helping Hands. It's going to extend through to the end of January. So we're pretty excited about this. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, that's that's probably the one that I find the most exciting um, during the year. It's uh, a really great time to bring our community together. Our team gets excited for it. Um, and I've already been fortunate enough to meet a lot of really fantastic, passionate community organizers so far. Yeah, I want to jump in just for a second, Damien, and, and just talk about Cassie for a second. That, like, Cassie's so instrumental to our um, community programs. Um, she has so much passion for it, and she uses her incredible creativity to um, leverage our giving. And when we um, started to realize that we couldn't donate our staff time, we have goals to donate um, our services in the community each year based on our profits. And when the pandemic hit, we were flying in terms of a business mm -hmm. and it was hard to donate our services. So um, Cassie and I got together and really instrumental in helping be creative, to create a program for us to give more. And what better time to give in the holidays to families in need, um, helping them relocate to homes um, to get out of difficult situations or where they're living in uh, professional services places during the holidays. It's just um, a really tough spot to be in. And it's where we're the slowest. And so we're able to leverage our network of uh, staff movers that aren't as busy and, and give them hours, paid hours, to be able to give back in our communities that have, that have helped us tremendously as a business throughout the year. So it really is a win-win for us to be able to get back to the giving that we've committed to, as well as just make it really efficient where everyone's winning. That's amazing, both Cassie and Stu. And Stu, we've had quite a few conversations about leveraging your skills to best serve the community. And I think that's been one thing that I've really admired over your team over at Two Small Men. Um, and especially hearing what Cassie, wow, what a crazy list, great long list of programs you guys do and, and the accomplishments you guys are able to do over that time. But what's I really admire about you guys is you guys are really forcing the issue uh, to do the best you guys possibly can with the programs you've set up. Uh, you hear a lot about these great programs, the staff donated time, you know, we'll put so many hours aside to each staff per year, but it doesn't get used, right? But you guys really have taken that agenda and you pushed it into actually making more of an impact with what you have in front of you. And, you know, you don't really see that such a large corporations like you guys. And uh, to see the impact you're making in that regard is, is truly fantastic. So, um, Stu, I know you gave it a virtual high five to Cindy Wagman on one of the last podcasts, but I will ask you to do a virtual, uh, actually, person, just back up in the back. 
Okay, well, it's and, we'll, and we'll do have a little pat on the back yourself as well. And to you, Cassie, kind of fantastic, especially in the time of need. Uh, I love to hear this, and I could talk about this so much for so much longer. But Cassie, what I really want to jump into is you've talked to so many people, different people this time. You coordinate all these opportunities. Do you have any stories that you can share with us about some of the impact that these programs have had? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the stories that stands out for me the most would probably be a partnership that we had for a few years um, with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. They have or had a program called Trees of Joy. And the premise of this program that they did every year at the, around the holidays was that local businesses would volunteer to come decorate a tree for one of the families that was working with the Make-A-Wish Foundation in that city. Um, what our team did when Make-A-Wish Foundation reached out to us is very eagerly agreed to um, deliver those trees once they were decorated. They would be decorated at a hotel um, in one of the ballroom venues. So our moving crew would go make their way to the venue after the trees were ready to go, very carefully wrap them up, get them into the truck, and then do deliveries straight to the family's homes in each city. Um, and our team responded so positively to this event. Um, the movers loved it. It got to a point where they would argue over who was going to get to go, um, <laughs> go and deliver the trees to the families for Trees of Joy. They would wear Santa hats and fun holiday sweaters. We have a few really funny pictures of them um, delivering those trees and having a great time. And in 2019, um, our Edmonton office staff volunteered to decorate one of the trees. So we um, sponsored one of those trees, decorated it for um, a little girl named Kate and her family. And that, I remember, was a really meaningful experience for that Edmonton office team. Um, we have some wonderful people there who are truly kind and loved being engaged. Um, they got to know this little girl um, through her story and through the time that they spent with her and her family at the venue when they were decorating the tree. I think they got her a couple of gifts because she and her sister were big fans of Frozen. So that was also the theme that her tree was decorated in. Um, and from what I heard, there was not a dry eye in the house after. Um, it was a really moving experience, no pun intended, for our Edmonton team. <laughs> um, and, you know, that really, I think that that experience really sticks out to me because of how strong the response was from everybody on the Two Small Men team at the time. Uh, Cassie, thanks so much for sharing that story in particular. That one was really, uh, I like that, moving experience for me um, because I got to talk to the staff members after and hear what it what it meant for them to be able to do this. They were so into it. Like, they bought frozen costumes and went to this, this girl's place to decorate the tree um, as all the characters. I can't rattle off all the names of the characters, but uh, they were just so amped up to go do this. And then so amped up after so now like i'm kind of talking to business owners now 
like if you get a chance to do this kind of stuff for your staff, um, it's not a cost for the time that your staff goes and is missing from the office. In my experience, your staff comes back and is pumped up, energized, and way more productive because of this experience. You allowed them to be able to do and organized for them. Um, you know, we, we've talked a little bit off off air about the value of um, these kind of experiences, and one of those things is when you're able to retain your staff because of stuff like this the the less turnover you have you're saving tons of money as a business owner this is something that i would do without that but it's just an added benefit like it's so feels great and is great for the business so i appreciate you sharing that story i just wanted to add um to it from a business owner perspective uh, of how great that is and i think what's really exciting is you know we can visualize that we can see people getting really excited to grab a tree that's been beautifully decorated, you know, put it into a moving truck, which I'm sure the movers don't usually move trees around, right, Stu? Um, so they take an extra sort of cautious approach and then they get to see the joy, you know, trees of joy, truly, right? Deliver a beautiful tree carefully into somebody's home and just bring that warmth, that excitement, and, you know, that opportunity to truly celebrate Christmas into, into a different direction that they usually maybe would uh, experience. That's a fantastic program. And, and just thanks for sharing that story, Cassie. That's that is wonderful. And Stu, it's, it's a great point as well. It, it brings a different experience for employees to talk about, to share within their own staff. And that uh, it's a team bonding, I'm sure, with that as well, right? It goes a little bit further. It deepens their connection. I love these stories. <laughs> Thank you, Cassie. Stu, I'm going to change it up a little bit. And with all these programs that Cassie's mentioned, um, this, the program you mentioned with Move of the Month, I'd love to hear any stats that you could potentially share that uh, you've had impact with these moving forwards. Yeah, I, I can talk in terms of stats. I can talk about our goals, um, For sure. which is when we started, um, we were we were fairly conservative with our goals and in, in donating to the community. But every year we've been growing. We started with I think it was fifty thousand dollars our first year, and then eighty five thousand, and then I think it was one hundred and thirty five thousand last year. This year our goal is to hit two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and by twenty twenty seven. This is our big, hairy, audacious goal for our business is, is we want to hit a million dollars of donated services in the year of 2027. So we have a lot of growing to do. Um, part of our way we're going to get there is as we make more money, mm-hmm. um, per dollar, we donate more of a percentage back into donated services. And, and I find that for me, that's getting me excited and energized, but I think also our team to, to really be energized to grow and, and, and take on those clients where, hey, you know, they, they could have had an excuse to say, you know what, we're full, we can't do it today. But now the staff is, is really game to take on the extra work because they know where those extra dollars are gonna go right back to the community. That's really exciting, Stu, because you brought your organization to a different level, right? It's not just focused on the bottom line all the time. It's focused on the bottom line to be able to give back to the community. I think, you know, going back to your conversation, what, five, six, seven years ago with, uh, you know, you're lacking a little bit of that purpose. You want to drive a little bit further to to give back to your community. And this is a newfound uh, purpose for yourself. You know, I'm sure that's an invigoration towards your staff as well. And it's really exciting to have those goals. Once you meet those, you have to meet different goals as well, which you found to be more purposeful. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, 
Cassie, you help lead and coordinate all these programs. Uh, I'm curious what this role has had over had on you over this time. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I I have personally found my role um, as it's kind of transformed over the years at the company um, has really given me a lot of purpose. Um, community is something that I have always been passionate about and have always kind of sought out throughout my life. Um, and so being able to help drive a community engagement program where I work is is really meaningful for me. Um, I think that social services are so crucial. They're so important to the, the way that we function as a whole. Um, and, you know, anytime that I am speaking with our community partners, I find myself so inspired by not only the work that they do and that they're on the ground doing every day, but the passion and care that they show for the clients that they are directly impacting. When, um, when our team is able to be a part of that impact that genuinely changes someone's life, I don't think that there is anything more meaningful than that. Um, so being able to, to play any part in making that easier is, um, it's difficult to articulate, but it certainly, um, feels incredible and it's really fulfilling. And even on that role that you've had, it, it must be quite a bit to work for a company that focuses on community. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when I interviewed for this company in 2018, um, that conversation was a huge part of, of why I um, ultimately accepted the role and have, you know, stayed as long as I have. I love the work that I do, but um, the layer of community engagement has really impacted how meaningful it is. Um, and it's, uh, I think that it's so important for businesses to take on and recognize the social responsibility that they have when they're able to succeed and flourish in a community. That means that they're part of the community. The community is uplifting the business um, and having bosses who recognize that there is some giving back to be done there. Um, it means a lot to me. I think that, you know, there's integrity that shines through and intention there. Um, and that's the kind of company that I, I would like to think everybody wants to work for. So I, I suppose that's sort of it for me. Very well, very, very well said. Stu, I'll, I'll throw it to you. What does it mean hearing what Cassie has said over this, uh, this this short interview? Well, first of all, Cassie, it's teammates. Uh, and, and I don't see us as bosses. You know, we're, we're part of a team and we're all getting it done uh, together. And it's super heartwarming to hear that. I didn't know what 
Cassie was going to say when he asked that question. And um, as always, hearing Cassie's answers, they're always really thoughtful um, and, and quite special. Uh, so it, it's really awesome to hear that. Um, yeah. What was the question? Uh, I'm still thinking about Cassie's answer. No, that's all right. I, I just want to ask, you know, what does it mean to you to have someone who is just so passionately taken on this role and, and it's a huge part of your organization? Right. Yeah, um, it's awesome. So so two things. It's um, a long, I don't know, like eight years ago, 10 years ago when I was just getting into business, listening to podcasts, trying to learn as much as possible. I was listening to Tony Robbins and he was answering a question about how much he was working um, and a question about work-life balance. And his answer like changed my outlook on how I want to run my business. And in his answer to the question about what do you think about work-life balance and how are you striving to achieve that? He says, like work-life balance, like it should be work-life integration. Mm-hmm. I love uh, running a business. I love the good my business can do. Um, and I want to bring the people I want to be with into the business. And Cassie's a definition of that for me, that integrating, and Cassie and I have all sorts of philosophical chats um, uh, during and after work because I just love being friends with Cassie and, and exploring and learning from her. So that's one thing. And then, and then two is along the same lines, it's, when we're able to give back, we feel a sense of duty to the community, which creates a sense of belonging to that community. And Cassie enhances that for me. She really helps clarify some of my cloudy thoughts and I'll come up with some really general kind of quick thoughts and, and, and bounce off her. Hey, what do you think about this? And, and she'll succinctly answer it like she did that last question and and really help us drive those programs forward so yeah i mean it's a great work-life integration philosophy for me it's an example of that and enhancing my sense of belonging to the community because she helps uh clarify all those things that we want to be doing and and then executes on as the weather gets a little bit colder outside, I am feeling a lot warmer from this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, it's been just a privilege to chat with uh, Cassie and Stu today to hear you as a perspective on this and to hopefully, you know, we can share this conversation with more business leaders out there to show how important it is and how fortunate and how you know, far you can go with having a great uh, community organizational approach and having fantastic people a part of the organization like Stu yourself, and then also having very, very special people like Cassie. So. Stu, I'm going to say that as sort of my last piece for uh, for the podcast, and I'll I'll throw off the last question that we usually go uh, to you. So the floor is back to you. Is back to you. As always, uh, listeners, we like to end with this question, Cassie. What is the kindest thing anyone has ever done for you? That's a great question. Um, I think I'll have to give a bit of a broader answer than I normally would which is that I moved out of my home when I was young and my community across the board embraced me um, and supported me in doing that. So from my high school to um, 
our local Department of Community Services. I, to my my friends and, and their parents, um, I was supported and able to, I owe a lot of my um, success and where I am now to the support that I had from my community as a whole. So I would say being embraced at a, a time that was crucial and quite scary um, has an overarching kindest action that I can think of. Cassie, I know uh, being in uh, the public eye is not something that you do uh, very often and, and uh, intentionally so. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, telling your story, because again, the purpose of this podcast is to inspire people and business to get more involved in their community and you are an inspiration. So thanks for sharing that. And I wish everyone who's listening the happiest of holidays.